If you believe you or a loved one are struggling with a gambling addiction, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Y'all heard? One, two, three. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is Y'all, Y'all heard. heard. A podcast where me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are neither related nor married. And this is a podcast where two people who, at this point, are sort of, like, mentally hibernating in the dead of winter and feeling, you know, pain and agony around us. (laughs) (laughs) We just pop out of our dens for about an hour, and we tell you some stuff that we think is important. I mean, important is is asking a lot. We think is uh, important. Okay. In other words... (laughs) We tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Needed. Let's talk about needed. (laughs) Yeah, okay, that's also, yeah. Um, Oop, hiccup. Okay, Pete, tell me whatever you want. This week I turned the backpack that you gave me into a tote. Oh. First of all, I, I, I got so afraid that I confused your birthday again. And I thought you were going to say this week I turned whatever. (laughs) And I almost died inside. How did you turn it into a tote? I sewed handles onto it. Oh. See, yeah, I don't. May, I guess backpack wasn't good for you. I just imagine you, like, taking gym shit with it. But I guess you don't really go to the gym lately. That wasn't a testament. There wasn't a judgment on you. I feel like you said you don't go to the gym. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Okay. Um, I did that. I don't know that I did much else. I'm worried that I have, um, like, daily amnesia. I mean, I feel like that's okay at this time. After we're quarantining, that might be problematic. Yeah. I'm the only member of my department who goes into work, and so I thought that would, you know, create some sort of sense of regularity, but I just remember... I just remember it with resentment. <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's say regularity or not, it's going to be pleasant. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. All things considered, I guess it could be worse. Healthy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you How watch any you? Super Bowl commercials, by the way? No. Okay, so my boyfriend watches Super watches Super Bowl, watches football. So I was like, uh, whatever. I'll eat snacks and play with my phone next to it. But then he fell asleep, and then I was just there alone, and I was like, I don't know. We already committed to this. Super Bowl is so fucking boring, and all the commercials were so boring and pandering and trying to be like, we make cars, but we value black people. And I was just like. We don't buy this. I mean, I'm not black. I'm sorry. No, we don't buy this. Nobody buys that, okay? For what? What's um the Oatly commercial that I keep seeing? Like people I are found like, it the... slightly cute. Okay. But it didn't blow my mind. It was the CEO of Oatly in a field with like a Casio keyboard, just singing a really, really simple ditty about oats. Okay. I wouldn't think that like was it was the worst Super Bowl commercial of all time, and I'm like. Oh, really? I found Wonder. that more charming than most of the Super Bowl commercials. Actually, I found that one of the pleasant ones. I only like three of them. My boyfriend was having a rough day yesterday, and he just stared at his face and said, 
I wish I could watch that Cheetos commercial forever. It's good. It was know, know it, thyself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's something else I was going to say. Uh, so yeah, I got, I drank a lot. I would say I got blasted. I didn't get blasted, but I drank a lot. I was drinking wine out of the bottle. Uh, and I had something else I was going to say, and I don't remember. Um, oh, uh, for three days, so this thing happens. So everyone, I've told you all about my mental and physical health woes. Uh, there are some issues I have that I'm just so fucking tired of going to the doctor and or people not believing me and or people not understanding what's wrong with me that I'm just like, eh, I don't care, this is fine. Uh, the one thing that I've just made peace with is every so often part of my tongue swells and the bumps on my tongue like become inflamed and hurt. So my tongue has been in pain for days and I just noticed about a half hour ago that now part of it is swelling and I don't know what I'm eating. It's not bad enough that I suffocate, but it's bad enough that I go, huh, that sucks. <laughs> so I just thought I'd tell you all that. <laughs> See? I'm yeah. glad we have these, you know, weekly topics because then I can go, yeah, I mean, I'm not dying of a swollen tongue. Yeah, I mean, I hope I don't die. I went to an allergist once because my tongue seems to swell and be in pain after I eat a bunch of sugar. Not even a bunch. Like, after I just eat, like, three candies sometimes. And uh, the allergist said, sugar allergies don't exist. Fine. Uh, but I recently learned that sugar sensitivities do. Mm -hmm. That have the symptoms I have. So I like how she never bothered to say that. Yeah. So all my life, I haven't told anyone because I was like, well, then they're just looking at me like I'm a fucking idiot. The way she did, she was like, yeah, it's not a thing. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, is that a medical way to say that? That's not a thing, you <laughs> bitch. Icebreaker. Anyway. Pete, I know you hate my icebreakers when I have to come up with random ones. Okay. Lights are off in your house. Okay. You lose power for a little bit. Okay, after like five minutes in the dark, I don't know if you're afraid of the dark, whatever, the lights come back on all of a sudden. What is the scariest thing that could be in front of you? That could be in front of me? Or visible. It doesn't need to be like right in front of you, but like... Um, Liz? <laughs> <laughs> Are you keeping that in? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that. The, the first thing, though, that, like, the thing that popped into my head before you said, like, the worst thing was, I, like, whenever you're doing those sort of hypothetical things, sometimes I'm like, is she, she going to say this? And I thought, and all the furniture in your apartment is moved around. <laughs> oh, then what would be the question? Like, what do you do? How do you react? Like, <laughs> Oh, no. I mean, that'd be weird. Oops, sorry. That'd be weird, but no. Okay. So after you had a little bit more time, still Liz is your answer? I mean, that's an I mean, sort of like, you know, like an animal that's going to kill me or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, a few people that I work with, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. And, it, and, and the fact of the matter is, it's mostly because these people who make me feel threatened... <laughs> are in my space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like, 
yeah, I mean, like, I guess some stranger who looks like, you know, they're capable of murdering me would also be a thing, but, um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's just kind of one of those types of things. I guess the other part of the question is, does it change, does your answer change if this is something you see in the dark? Yeah, what do you mean? Like, if, this is not me being funny, I have had this vision in my head for many years periodically and it fills me with fear. Uh, Like if the lights were off and Michael Jackson in his last form was there, that would chill me to my core, but it wouldn't chill me as much if the lights were on. But then like you turn on the lights and he's gone? Like is it really No, we're not even... The situation is all your lights go off. What's the scariest thing that could be there in the darkness? And we're not talking about the lights going on. In a that. big snake that wants to eat me. Okay. Okay. Because I, I also And I can hear it and I can feel it, but I can't see it. Because okay. it's dark. And then I'm like... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's chilly. Yeah. Yeah, for some reason, like, a lot of things don't seem that scary to me it in like- daylight. Except for white men. No, that came out wrong. It came out wrong. <laughs> I met a random white man. It seems like it would be really easy to kill I a said snake. That's so wrong. So why are we afraid of snakes? Like it seems like there's not a lot of room that you would have to like get through to split it in half. <laughs> uh one, I think we're conditioned to think that they move really fast, aren't we? Did we do a podcast on this before? I mean, I didn't. There's no way I would have wanted to do anything that I would have to look at a bunch of pictures of snakes. Because it's something about the... Yeah. I think it's weird that they don't have arms and legs. And that they can stand up anyway. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we say they stand. And, like, a snake has, like, a stronger core than any human you know. <laughs> I don't know, though. Can every snake stand up? I only imagine cobras or rattlesnakes doing that. I don't think like, anacondas stand up, do they? Do gardens Have you take? seen the movie? Yeah, that's not a thing. Uh, unfortunately, I have. <laughs> uh, so, Michael Jackson? In the dark. And... Okay, let me rephrase when I said a white man. A burglar. But in my mind, when I think of a burglar, it's always a white man. <laughs> So I don't mean that's so woke of you. (laughs) No, I'm not saying it can't be a different kind of man, but that's always what my imagination of a burglar is. So a random dude who broke into my house. What's the burglar wearing? Like shabby neutral tones. Oh, interesting. I also have a white guy, but of course he's wearing like a black skull cap and all black, and he's got like a little (laughs) eye mask on. Yeah, it's too cliche. Again, I'm not saying if he was a different race, I wouldn't be afraid. But that's just, like, my default burglar in my mind. But, yeah, one that's dark Michael Jackson. <laughs> White Michael Jackson. See, now I just sound racist. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Pete's white, guys. <laughs> I have Pete's my best friend. <laughs> Speaking of Pete. Yeah. Every time I... <laughs> oh, is this going to be another fart one? Because that was very popular. 
No, but I have one that's similar to that that I just keep pushing off because I'm like, it's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be right. This is one that I've wanted to cover for a while, but I thought it would be boring, and it is. <laughs> okay. And it's one of those things where I am I was just wrong about it from the start, but also I don't know if I'm the only person who's been wrong about it. But whenever I see sports of any kind, like... Anything that's on a channel that has sports on it, they uh-huh. always have commercials for like gambling, like apps and sites and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you see any of those, Marissa? Yeah, like every second of my life. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's not just me, and you don't watch a lot of like a lot of sports. I don't watch like any sports except for in my boyfriend's house, but I still get them as commercials on my streaming, and I okay. literally sports streaming so there's ones like DraftKings and FanDuel yeah and there's also state casinos like Parks MGM Golden Nugget these are some names that might pop up as places where you can gamble so I see a lot of ads but at the same time I see a lot of like news stories and stuff about how people don't have any money Mm -hmm. so every time I see one of these ads I'm thinking who's doing this I don't get it yeah. So, who's gambling? What are they gambling with? According to the American Gaming Association, 69% of gamblers have a percent income of over $50,000 a year. Mm. It also oh. turns out that 62% of Americans have an average household income of $50,000 a year. So, if you have a household income of $50,000 a year, that's not a lot of money. If you're an individual who's pulling down $50,000 a year, depending on where you live, that's pretty okay. Yeah, yeah. But the thing that was a little confusing for me on that one was, like, when you say 69% of gamblers have a percent income of $50,000, does that mean individually or household? My guess is that it's going to be household. Otherwise, how are you going to get that information? Like, people file their yeah. taxes as a family or a household, so... Anyway, so there's your answer to that question, but it's not the whole picture of sports gambling. Um, Oh, I love the way you said that. (laughs) (laughs) That same American Gambling Association survey says 69% of of gamblers uh, are male, 41% are quote-unquote multicultural, and 53%, which I assume just means not white, um, and yeah. 53% have at least a bachelor, bachelor's degree. And I don't really like know what it means to have a bachelor's degree today, except that you're in some form of debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, the thing says, oh, that they are educated, multicultural males. And it's like, no, no, yeah, you haven't convinced won't. me. Yeah, no, no. That is, that totally gives you a totally different view <laughs> of what they're trying to say. So, speaking of Pete, as you said, when I was growing up, I was under the impression that sports betting was totally illegal. And was part, of, part of the reason why I think that is because of my namesake, Pete Rose. Pete Rose was a baseball player who was kicked out of baseball after a successful career as a player and in the middle of one as a manager. Investigation alleged that Rose bet on at least 52 Reds games while he was the manager of the team. Obviously, this is a problem. But the Dowd report says, 
No evidence was discovered that Rose bet against the Reds. But investigator John M. Dowd stated in a December 2002 interview that he believed Rose probably bet against the Reds while managing them. Ooh, wow. So, I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of sweet. Not like sweet, but like sweet. Like <laughs> if adorable? you're the manager, yeah, if you're the manager of the team and you're like, I bet we're going to win tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, if you're like, I bet we're going to lose tonight, and then you make decisions that make your team lose, obviously that's, you know. Wait, but what does the manager do? He's not the coach. Right? Well, like, he could pull out a pitcher, oh, you know, okay. he could say, like, you know, if somebody's hitting really well, he could be like, I'm going to bench you, and then people the next day would be like, why Why did he do that? Um, and then later, you know, it, people yeah. would be like, oh, because he was gambling. Anyway, a detour on this topic is that so Pete Rose is on a list of people who have been banned from baseball and I thought who else has been banned from baseball because it says he's on a list and I thought there's got to be more people on the list let's find out who they are I mean let's make a case for A-Rod because I hear he cheated on J-Lo (laughs) (laughs) baseball's ineligible list included at one time Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle (laughs) <laughs> oh, interesting. Aren't they, they like... Were, they were both... Re- and yes. Legendary? And they were both retired and in no way involved in baseball at all anymore. <laughs> but they were banned in 1980 and 1983, respectively. After they were hired by casinos in Atlantic City, New Jersey, as greeters and autograph signers. <laughs> Why the fuck would that get them banned? Because they're at an establishment... Basically, the the, the commissioner at the time opined (laughs) that a casino was, quote, no place for a baseball hero and Hall of Famer. That is adorable. (laughs) Now that is sweet. The bans took place prior... This is interesting, too. The bans took place prior to the Hall of Fame formalizing its policy against inducting banned persons, and the Hall took no action as a result of the commissioner's decision. Both of them were reinstated by the next commissioner that came along. Okay. Um, but yeah, like they were in the Hall of Fame, and then they got banned from baseball. They would have had to like take their pictures down and everything out of the Hall of Fame if that happened today. Okay. But then, sort of weird, like the government, you know, the next person in charge comes in and goes, "Well, I'm going to throw out all the stuff that person did." Mm, yeah, that sounds. <laughs> so about then right. their pictures would have gone back up. Anyway. Because the guy got kicked out of baseball for betting, I just assumed that it was illegal, but it turns out, um, at one time anyway, it was only unethical. In 1992, George H. Why would we all think that just because of ethics? Because it ruined the integrity of the game. Well, we'll get to that, actually. That's adorable! Yeah. Um, In 1992, George H.W. Bush signed into law the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act of 1992, which essentially outlawed sports gambling on a federal level, sports lotteries conducted in Oregon, Delaware, Montana, and Montana were exempt, as well as licensed sports pools in Nevada. Okay. I'm sorry, <laughs> a what's side a licensed note, sports pool? A side note about this law. Uh-huh. <laughs> Excluded from the reach of PASPA, which is the abbreviation of the law, were high lie. <laughs> What's that? And horse and dog racing. <laughs> oh. High lie is that um, sport where you have like the, 
Like, the only place we've ever played highlight in our lives would have been gym class. <laughs> what do you do? You have, like, a curved... Um, I don't know what you would call it, but, like, you catch the ball with it and you throw the ball with it. Oh, I, I don't know. That was, like, sort of like lacrosse. I don't... Yeah, I, I see what you're thinking, but there's not a net. Like, it's hard plastic. Oh, okay. So people bet this, on that? Who plays that? I don't know. Okay, that's adorable also. <laughs> So, why did this happen? Why did the President of the United States of America say, we must stop gambling? I'm sorry, this who was also, the President at the time, did you say? George H.W. Bush. Oh, gosh, this is all so old-timey. Yeah. 1992. Okay. What were you doing in 1992? Being six. I was yeah. busy being six. Yeah, I was busy being like nine, I think. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. SportsHandle.com says that the idea behind PASPA was to stamp out sports betting uh, before more states passed laws making it legal and began creating or licensing sports books. Sports books, Marissa. I, you did say something about that. What was it? I don't know. Did I? What yeah. What sports books? It's basically just like keeping track of the bets. Oh, okay. And so you would build, like, some sort of mechanism that would keep track of the bets. Um, okay. Not actually, like, a paper book that a bookie walks around with and takes bets gotcha. on and then beats you up when you can't pay. Um, okay. So, <laughs> uh, historically, leagues have argued that sports betting bribery scandals called into question the integrity of sporting events. Okay, valid. So... So, yeah, there's been some betting scandals in the past, and they said, well, betting is obviously bad because it calls into question the integrity of the sporting event. If somebody thinks, well, this game is fixed because the um, coach of the other team bet against their own team, so, of course, they're making decisions to make them lose or something like that. Um, all of this ended, though, in 2018. Did you know that? No. Me neither. <laughs> the Supreme Court struck down the act saying that it violated the Tenth Amendment. Now, I'm no lawyer, okay, guys, but basically what I understand is the Tenth Amendment is the one that gives states the authority to make and enact laws. Um, okay. Don't ask me why some like laws are federal laws and some are state laws, because I don't know the answer to that. But basically, okay. this opened the floodgates, and now 18 states have full-on sports betting markets with five more on the way. As of May 2020, an ESPN article says that over $20 billion has been bet with these legal sports books. Okay, so let me just make sure I understand this correctly. So you and I get DraftKings ads, but those a lot of states don't have that, and that's not legal in certain states? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. In some cases, um, like if we were in a state where it wasn't legal, then those ads would probably, yeah, not, like geographically wouldn't show up. Okay. But don't worry, that's not the only place you can bet. But anyway. Oh, thank God. <laughs> from booting a guy from baseball, the tides have turned. Now leagues are actually partnering Hiring with sports books. gamblers for baseball. <laughs> I'm sorry. Including Major League Baseball. So oh. what that means is that the companies can not only handle bets on the overall score of the game, but in play betting too. Marissa, oh my gosh. Yeah? I read about... So, (laughs) 
betting and odds and statistics and all that stuff. Like, there's like a whole entire side of sports that's just like, oh my god, you nerds. <laughs> yeah, is it? Wasn't there a movie about that? Um, Moneyball. What? Moneyball. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With with jo- Jonah Hill or something. Yeah, Brad yeah. Pitt. Yeah. So, so there's a whole side of it that's just like mind-numbingly boring to me, and what also seems really dull. <laughs> is if you really sit down and try to understand gambling on sports. <laughs> so yeah. I got real bored. But the long and short of it is, in-play betting is like if you bring up the app and you put in a bet that the Phillies will get three runs in the sixth inning. Mm-hmm. And it's like the bottom of the fifth or something like that. Okay. Um, so you can make that bet in the fifth inning and then, um, you know they could put in a really good pitcher and then you're like oh man but if they leave in the crappy pitcher for example then you might be able to the other team you might be able to actually like win a bet yeah so you can also bet on things outside of sports like 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 the presidential debates (laughs) oh now it's a little unclear like when you think of sports betting mercy if you're like me, you go, oh, you bet on who's going to win the game and maybe like by how many points. Mm-hmm. But with in-play betting, you can bet on so many different things. It starts to become exponentially annoying to me. Like who's going to get a flag? Who's going to get a foul? Shit like right. that? Stuff like like a lot, of, a lot of different little things you can do. Now, for the presidential debates, I thought, how are they going to bet on that? There's not usually like... Like, if you turn on Fox News, then Trump won the debate. If you turn on CNN, Biden won the debate. So how do you... And it turns out that you can bet on a number of different things. Like, what type of pattern will Trump's tie have? Oh, I love it. I was... Oh, it's so good. But how how, how specific? Like, oh, it's going to be... Your options are solid, striped, dotted, other geometric pattern or novelty... Tartan, checkered, or plaid, or paisley or floral. Okay, do you always say tartan? (laughs) (laughs) Another one that you can make. (laughs) Okay. What am I supposed to say, tartan? I thought it was tartan, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I just think it's funny. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Call it the 570 pod one. Yes. Google it. If you're a phonetics expert. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Uh, what, but okay, so here's a question. So, all right, if it's only two things you can bet on, there's probably going to be like a lot of money in the pot. But like, if you're going to such niche things, don't you need people to bet against to also have like money up against your money? Or do I not know how betting works? No, yeah, you're right. Because like, if like, um, but if, then, like, how much money could you possibly make for something like that? If the night before. This okay. I like that question, Marissa. Let's okay. put a pin in it. <laughs> okay. But also, um, if the night before, say, <laughs> I was just going to say Trump stylist, but to think that that man had a stylist. <laughs> no. But this guy does like a I don't know like a sixty minutes interview on dressing the former president, and he goes. And he loves a solid tie. He always wears a solid tie. In fact, at the next debate, he's going to wear a solid tie. Yeah. Then, yeah, like, the odds of him wearing a solid tie would be really high, and it's probably not something that you would really want to gamble on because your returns would be low because it's very likely that that's going to happen. Yeah. 
So if you put in 10 bucks that he's going to wear the tie, I think worst case, you win your 10 bucks back. Mm-hmm. Best case, or no, worst case, yeah, you, I guess you lose your money because he doesn't wear a solid tie. But, <laughs> but best worst case, you get your money back. Better than that, you would win money from other people because, say, um, you know, more people voted for, voted for, uh, opted to gamble on strike or something like that. Yeah. So two other ones that I thought were funny were who will take the first sip of water? And, oh, God. So stupid. <laughs> and who will Trump denounce white supremacists? Ah! No. Again, so, that's debatable whether or not you consider him saying I denounce them or stand back and <laughs> yeah, crowd. Stand by. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay, so another question. So if you want to bet on a sport, you go to DraftKings. If you want to bet on President Trump, where the fuck do you bet? do that bet? Where's that sport? That is um, also in DraftKings. What? Yeah, apparently there's like a... There was a politics area that you could go to. You suddenly made DraftKings a lot more appealing to me. <laughs> <laughs> But then, like, there's other things that, you know, you would think would be, like, just friendly bets. Like, if... Nothing's a friendly bet, Pete. Like, if, if if you and I made, like, a friendly bet about the Oscars, and you were like, I bet Sonic the Hedgehog is going to win Best Picture, and oh. I was like, well, I think it's going to be Tenet, <laughs> then... Yeah. Then that's just a friendly bet between two people. Mm-hmm. Worst case, what? You, like, I don't know, buy me a cheeseburger or something like that. Worst um, case, kill you, because I lose the bet... <laughs> funny, so I find no other option but to Hey, you're the idiot who bet on Sonic. Well, (laughs) very true. So, yeah, um, if you want to do something like that, I don't know. Do do award season categories pop up? You know, Uh, that sort of thing. If I can vote on who drinks water first. Yeah. So, anyway, what's the point to me doing this topic? (laughs) I don't really know. Oh, I'm sorry. Points to our topic? (laughs) Well, um, I think that I wanted to know for myself that since I always thought gambling was, like, illegal and bad, why do I see so many commercials for gambling apps? Mm -hmm. And this next section gets a little dicey. Please, nobody take any of this personally. Um, But I thought... you You also see alcohol commercials, too. But that is also habit forming and can be life damaging. Mm hmm. But you don't see, like, cocaine commercials. <laughs> yeah, but that's illegal. Right. Marissa, do you see any gun ads? Oh, no. Maybe if, like, you watch, like, a rifle competition? Yeah. I mean, guns just sell themselves, Pete. Sometimes you see, like, prostitution commercials. What? No? <laughs> commercials? No. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but, like... You don't. Here's the thing: you don't see gun commercials, cocaine commercials, or prostitution commercials. That, but you know it's happening. If there were cocaine commercials, I would probably be on cocaine. <laughs> like Marissa, I'm pretty sure you've run into at least a handful of hookers while you were in Wilkesbury. Yes. But they weren't advertising, so yeah. why not? Because they. Morally, what I'm doing here is I'm equating gambling and prostitution and cocaine and guns and alcohol. 
So I'm getting way off track. Yeah, okay. But there's a part of me that's like, okay, you like to have a drink once in a while, you like to place a bet once in a while, and that's fine, right? But you also see um, commercials for, like, if you have an av- an alcohol problem, this is a place that you can go to for rehab or something like that. Yeah. So I think that's the thing where it becomes a little gray, because if you're gambling your own money, and, of course, the people who are advertising don't really care if you're <laughs> ruining your life based on their product, but I think they hope that you're responsibly using the money that you're doing gambling with, but, like... They do have fine print on, on the bottom or something, right? Being like, if you have a gambling problem, please, whatever. Right. whatever. Yeah, yeah. So there's a part of me that's kind of like, okay, maybe until you lose all your money and then you need government aid to help you get back on your feet, maybe that's when it becomes a problem for society. <laughs> yeah. But also, if you're, like, gambling away a kid's trust fund or, like, college fund or, like, a spouse's money that they're working hard for and you're not you know, bringing anything to the table, that seems like a very bad thing. And so, Marissa, great freedom to gamble comes with great responsibility. Oh, very nice. And maybe society isn't entirely responsible on all matters. No! Oh, I said great great one, Peter. Thinking Peter Parker, and for a moment forgetting your name is Peter. That was good. That was really good. I like that moment. I want to live in that moment for a little bit. Okay. All right. Um, maybe society isn't responsible in all matters. Isn't that why we have laws? Question mark. Is that rhetorical? How many people don't murder somebody just because it's illegal? Uh, How many people don't do it because it's immoral or wrong or because they just don't have the energy? I mean, you've seen more Purge movies than me. You should be able to answer that. Right. And then in the Purge movies, you have something that would be considered justifiable homicide. Mm -hmm. And now we're just getting way off track. So focusing back in, sports gambling has been illegal for a while, but it's only been legal again since 2018. Some sources say that legalized gambling makes up only 8% of estimated revenues made by offshore websites and unregulated operators. If you remember, I said that 20 billion dollars <laughs> makes up that eight <laughs> percent wow wow okay so the last thing i want to talk about is if you're a person and you don't have money or if you're a person who does have money marissa would you gamble on something today um i mean anything like even if it is like who's gonna sip water first would i what do you mean in what context like, like would you do that no. You're, you're like, oh, that's entertaining. I'm going to do it. Uh, I might look at DraftKings, but no, I probably wouldn't do it. And you definitely wouldn't do it, let's say, five years ago. No, absolutely not. I My limit gambling forever is $20 ever at a single outing, and that's only if I go to a casino. Yeah. And me too. And so I think that in some ways we value having the money... <laughs> More than the high we would get from winning more money. According to Granite Mountain Behavioral Healthcare, which I found to be a website about gambling addiction that's as good as any other website out there. Okay. The allure of gambling is apparently in the win and chasing the dragon to get that high again. Sometimes. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Am I right? Some, sometimes you just keep chasing, and that can become a problem. Just as a person feels rewarding side effects and you, of euphoria, <laughs> this is after drinking or taking drugs, a gambler experiences the same feelings after winning a huge game of blackjack at the casino table or betting a large sum of money on a horse race. I wouldn't say I like drinking. Uh, there's no surprise there. I would never say I become euphoric. Right. <laughs> That's a bit much. <laughs> I drink to time travel. <laughs> I drink and then I fall asleep and then I wake up and it's like, phew, I didn't have to fill those last three hours. <laughs> yeah, so... Approximately 10 million people throughout the United States have a gambling disorder, and unfortunately, reasons such as stigma, finances, etc., deter those from receiving the help that they need to discover and become healthy. Um, so gambling on stuff is something that I don't understand, but if it is something that you understand, you can call us at 570-POD-WAD-1. We are not equipped to help you, but it would be interesting to hear your perspective, and you should call 1-800-GAMBLER in order to get help with your gambling addiction. I will say I have an addictive personality. Like, I could say that straight up because I smoked for a very long period of time. And I just, like, at a time I drank a lot just because I, I need something to do that is a vice. Uh, but, no, I'm very happy that gambling never became that. So, I don't know. God forbid I ever... No, let me rephrase that. If I ever become pregnant... Not God forbid. That was... <laughs> <laughs> if I ever become pregnant, guys, you're gonna help me think of a, you're gonna have to help me think of a healthy vice <laughs> that I could do compulsively. As so you I can't would have go- ice cream. No, not even that. I just gotta like, I don't even know. But yeah, I think about it sometimes. I'm like, what if I need to be healthy? Anyway, long story so- short, I have an addictive personality, but I don't understand gambling. Uh, Twenty dollars is my limit. But yeah, I would love to. If you're a gambler, I'd love to hear more about it. Now, what if you, like, um, what if there was an app and they gave you, like, a hundred tokens and you could bet with those? So, I will say, I mean, as long as I don't put my credit card, I probably would use that because I guess what is similar but in a different packaging is Robinhood, that investment app. That's kind of gambling and... Mm -hmm. My friend referred me, and for his referral, I got a free stock. So I just started investing with his stock, but then eventually it went up a little bit, so I put in a tiny bit of my own money. I still did not, like, I, I would That's barely... That's how they get you. Yeah, I would barely say I gambled. <laughs> I, think, I would think over a year I put in $20, and I've made some money, but, like, and I won't put in any other money. But, um, yeah, so I guess I can't say I wouldn't, because, yeah, I've used investment apps, because it came with a free stock to begin with. And so some places uh, use that technique in order to get around the legality of things. Uh, one of the podcasts that I really enjoy, American Arts and Culture Review Podcast. Mm-hmm. I think that's all the words. Um, they, like a couple of the hosts, do Twitch streams. And what they've been doing recently, is they've been using online gambling websites. And so like you buy a set of tokens or something like that. Kind of like when you go to the casino and you buy some chips. And then you gamble with that money in the thing, and then you have to cash out. But, of course, the website makes it really complicated for you to cash out. <laughs> oh, you bet. So I, sh- I should also say that I think a casino also makes it really difficult for you to cash out. Being yes. somebody who took a bus to Atlantic City, had $20 in chips, and I didn't know how to get it into cash. 
Oh yeah, I don't know how to do how to yeah, I don't know how you do that without playing it, but yeah, yeah. So um so yeah, it was it it was I'm for me personally, guys, I answered the question of I thought gambling was illegal, right? And now I know that it was uh, for a period of time. For actually, I would say, yeah, most most of my life, it has yeah. been illegal. So and we, um, we didn't Mandela affect ourselves that we that yeah. it was actually. Oh, yeah, it was cool. Pete set us up for this episode, going, "My episode is going to be so boring. Please make joke." <laughs> And then a part of me was trying to go so fast and preventing you from making jokes because I thought it was so dull. (laughs) No, it wasn't. It was interesting. And any of the jokes I made were natural. I wasn't trying to, like, push them in. So, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, this is something I just kind of was thinking about for a while. I know it doesn't answer the question of why would somebody gamble with money that they don't have. But, again... we're not here to process addiction. We're supposed to be a funny podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a whole other situation. Like, and, and I feel like can be related to lottery and stuff too. But mm-hmm. yeah. anyway, well, interesting. Thank you, Pete. Plugs. Do you have any plugs now? I wanted to plug the new Sci-Fi Channel series, Resident Alien. Okay. I think it's funny. And one of my favorite <laughs> funny people is in it, Alice Wetterland. She plays the bartender, like the town bartender. And it's about an alien who crash lands on Earth, and then he has to take over this person's body uh, so he can fit in while he finds a spaceship and stuff like that. And so, like, there's a lot of jokes where it's like, oh, he's trying to understand human customs sorts of stuff. But um, for some reason, it's not annoying <laughs> okay and you would recognize the actor who who's the main character um his name is alan and i don't know how to say his last name but like um he's been in funny stuff he's he's like got funny expressions and you know it's kind of like an easy watch it's something that i've really enjoyed over the last few weeks because you don't have to think a lot or anything like that you can just kind of like soak in it <laughs> do you wish and dream that you would be picked as a Nielsen view? I have in the past, and I kind of got bummed out about it. Why? Because, like, they were just like, well, what... I'm trying to think. It was right after college. Okay. And they were like, what are you watching today? And I was like, crap. I'm just watching a bunch of Law & Order reruns. <laughs> oh, but I mean... See, guys, Pete... Pete has a lot of integrity. I would just lie and say what I wanted to get promoted. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, they did reach out to me again. And what they do is they send you a dollar. And they send you, like, the Nielsen packet. And it was, like, a busy time of year, so I just didn't get back to them. And then I gave the dollar to church because I didn't want to have dirty money in my hands. Proved my point. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) You know, my dad just got picked for Nielsen, but for radio. And my father, like, doesn't even listen to the radio. Well, was that so- was another part when I got it last time. I was like, I don't know that I really watch all that much TV anymore. Yeah. I'm mostly watching stuff streaming. And if I'm watching stuff streaming, sometimes it's like, re- like I've been watching Difficult People a lot, you know? Like, yeah. how's that going to help you guys? Except that I'm watching Hulu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's probably helpful that you're watching Hulu, but... 
what what How about I'll... you, Marissa? You, you enjoying anything lately? Has anything striked your fancy? Struck your fancy? Fancy? Uh, and is there things you fancy? Um, <laughs> it's embarrassing because it's not something that I want to be like. Oh yeah, this is this is the kind of show I watch. But uh, I was watching Bling Empire on Netflix. I heard, I heard it was fun to watch for rich Asian people. Yeah, it is, and I, I guess I watched it with my boyfriend because he's Asian and he doesn't generally like how Asians are portrayed. And he, I mean, Asians were portrayed great, but like. He wanted to see, like, oh, a show that, like, has Asian people at the forefront, not just being, like, shit on. Um, he was not into it as much as I was. I love, oh, God, I love a petty drama. I love a drama that has no stakes. Like, this one lady is, has, like, $500 million to her name, and the other one only has $50 million to her name. And the one with $50 million to her name was trying to, like, like show off to the richer one. And the richer one was like, I don't play that game. I don't like people who brag. So then she moved the woman's place card at a party so that she was sitting at the edge of the table and the place card being moved and her seat in a party was such a big drama. And I was like, this is beautiful. I just, I, 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 (laughs) so yeah, I mean, if you like, like, if you like really stupid uh, reality show, you might like Bling Empire. If you don't, do not watch it. But that's what I would brought me joy today. Very good. Yeah. So, guys, thanks for listening. If you are a Patreon subscriber, look out in your mail in the coming days. I'm not actually positive I could get it to you in time right before Valentine's Day. But you'll at least get something soon. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Woo! Okay, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, hi.